Sunday, June 16th. She was perched on a rock like a siren the first time I saw her, face upturned to the sun, copper skin wet with sea spray. Her toes dangled languidly into the mottled azure water while palm fronds fluttered overhead, casting pom-pom shadows on the powdered sugar sand. This is such an in- intriguing first two lines from Catherine St. John's book, which we are so excited to discuss with all of you today. We even got to interview Catherine St. John herself. Welcome to How of the Shells. How are you doing, Sonali? I am doing excellent. Um, it's been, it's been a month. I feel like we say that every month, but um, you know, summer just brings new, exciting events. Just like in this book we're reading, like so many unexpected things keep happening, and um, I'm sure with you two keep happening. Yeah, this book takes place in Caribbean, and I really wish that I'm in Caribbean right now. It would be really nice. But you know what? We're in California, which is not bad. I mean, the weather's great. Sure, it's getting really hot right now. But I imagine compared to countries that are close to equator, you know, we are pretty well off over here. Yeah, um, it is getting slightly hotter every year, which is a little concerning. And um, that, I think, is something they deal with in this book, too, because there is a hurricane incident um there's a hurricane that comes to this island where this book takes place which makes things a little harder but that said let's actually introduce this book it's called the siren it's by Catherine st john Catherine st john you might know her from her other book the lion's den which is also very popular this book was 400 pages long so i thought it might get a little slow but it actually is very um fast-paced everything happens very quickly and um and both of us i think couldn't put it down once we started reading right yeah i actually binge read this book in about three days well really two days because the first day i read maybe 40 50 pages and the second day is when i finished the whole book Oh, wow. Okay. I know. Um, I like to binge read, uh, apparently. I, that is something that I discovered about myself as we started this podcast. But yes, yeah, so it is 400 pages long, but you do not need to worry about it being a slow, drawn out story. It is very fast paced. All the characters, all the words have their purposes. And, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy it. Yeah, she describes it as, like, escapist fiction. So it's about these three women, Taylor, Felicity, and Stella. And they are all gathered together on this beautiful Caribbean island. It's called St. Genesius. And they're all filming this movie together called The Siren, which is also the title of the book. And each woman arrives with her own secrets and past. And also, each woman has their own goals, which 
we learn more about as the story goes on and it's all told in what's called alternative narration so each chapter is from a different character's point of view which is also really cool stella rivers is the star of the film and she's starring with her ex-husband cole power cole power and stella don't really get along so that's another mystery as to why they're both in this film together why he chose her so we find out the reasons for that because she's had some very public breakdowns she has had her reputation damaged so she's trying to make a comeback and she brings along with her this beautiful assistant felicity and that's the the woman in the quote that we heard at the beginning of this episode and last there's taylor taylor seems like the level-headed one of all these characters she seems like the one who keeps her sense um she doesn't really get tied into emotions as much as everyone else does but we do see that she also has her own troubled past yes and if you guys are listening this far stick around some more because we do have the interview with Catherine St. John and she reveals a lot more about the character and goes in depth of her writing process so keep in tune now that being said and let's not forget that these three ladies have a common enemy which we found out you know as the stories gets told and you know not only the story gets told in multiple perspectives like Sonali has said Catherine also uses other mediums like Instagram posts articles diaries journals seeing how the story evolves with time because part of the story is back like 20 years ago or more than a decade ago and they didn't have Instagram back then or if they did it wasn't popular at all and now once we have actors who are trying to move forward with their careers and they're kind of desperate to make that happen, they're really leveraging Instagram. And we see all the Instagram hashtags and um, the live streams and everything, and that was really cool. So let's hear from Catherine St. John's writing process and her inspiration for this book. Hey folks, here we have Catherine St. John here with us, and she is the author of our book choice of the month, The Siren. How are you doing, Catherine? I'm doing great. How are you? You know, my day just kind of started. It, it's kind of started like a rough day because I have to go drop off my friend at the airport. So I was like rushing to the airport because she was also late packing. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, my day has been pretty okay. Yours? There's few things worse than feeling like you're late to the airport and there's nothing you can do about it. That's that's not a fun way to start the day. Yeah, but luckily we made it and and the airport it does is not really that busy. So at least that's good. It was just a traffic. I think there was like a construction or some sort of, you know, road work going on. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I have you, I get to pick your brain about this book, The Siren. Wonderful. So Folks, if you haven't read The Siren, um, I definitely recommend reading The Siren. It's really fun. It's really quick pace. And my first question for you, Catherine, is that where did you get your inspiration for this book? Well, uh, The Siren takes place on a film set on an island in the Caribbean. 
And I worked for many years in film before I became a writer of novels. I was an actress and a writer of screenplays and director. And so I worked many, many years, uh, both in front of and behind the camera uh, in Hollywood. And so I definitely wanted to write something that was set in Hollywood. Um, but I also really like to have beautiful locations in my books so that the readers feel like they're getting to go on a vacation. Um, and so I wanted to set it somewhere besides Los Angeles. I wanted to set it somewhere that would be beautiful and in a location that would also allow me to kind of trap my characters there. So a Caribbean island was the location for that. Yeah, I I definitely felt like we were on a vacation in Caribbean island. It also kind of reminds me of, you know, all those reality TV shows where they get to film in in a gorgeous, gorgeous island, but they are also trapped there. That That's the vibe that I got. Exactly, exactly. We've all seen those shows. Yeah. And do you say that since you have um, experience in film industry and, you know, um, do you have any real life like inspiration for any of the characters? Well, I wouldn't say that any of them are based on um, actual people, but they're definitely based on uh, an amalgamation of people. And uh, some of the experiences that they have are experiences that either I've been through or I know people who have been through. Um, there's definitely a me too element to the book. And mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, when I wrote this is when I first started sitting down to write this is when everything was first starting to come out about me too. And, and people were starting to speak up and, you know, I was recognizing experiences that I had had and experiences that other people had had being mistreated. Um, and that was something that was important to me to write about. And I, I, I really wanted to, to write about that. So, um, while these actual characters, Cole and Stella, Taylor and Felicity, they're not real people, um, their personality traits and the, um, the things that they go through are, are often based in an amalgamation of, um, of people and circumstances. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can see that because I do, I do see some parallelism between like, like multiple actors in, you know, with Stella, especially Stella. Cause like, um, when I first read it, Stella kind of reminded me of Amanda Bynes or like even like Lindsay Lohan, like, you know, so, yeah. uh, somebody who was great in her prime and then drug abuse happened. And then now they're trying to come back up. That's kind of what I, uh, what the Stella reminded me of. Right, exactly. And we've seen like so that happened to so many stars to women, especially, mm -hmm. uh, and especially in the era that Stella was coming up in in the early aughts. Um, she was, you know, vilified by the press. And it's so interesting that a lot of the time, it is women who are vilified. Um, by the paparazzi. It's not often, you don't see them chasing men around um, and calling them crazy and taking advantage of their substance abuse problems to like splash it and sell um, to sell newspapers. But you see that happening a lot with women um, and they really become victims of the press. And, you know, that was something that I wanted to, to address and, and try and see it from, from her point of view. What is that like? being uh, a person that has been raised up on a pedestal and then is pulled down off of that pedestal by the same people that raised you up initially, you know, is the press who made her a star and it's the press who, who really um, ended 
her stardom. Um, so I wanted to see what that was like from her point of view. Right. Yeah. Was it hard for you at all to write any of these characters? I mean, you have so many, you know, different representation of women and so many like female, female strength. So like, like, was it hard for you to go through, through those hardships of film industry, especially since you were in film industry as well? Well, I would say that the hardest to write was Stella because she goes through some things in the book mm -hmm. that are difficult to write. Yeah. Um, also, Felicity does go through some things that are very difficult to write in her relationship with her mother. Um, so, and it's, it's hard, you know, Stella as a character, her arc over the course of the book is, you know, she does, um, she does change and grow and become stronger over the course of the book, but she goes through a period where she's very desperate and she'll kind of do anything to try and get her career back. And she makes some really poor choices mm -hmm. um, while she is in that frame of mind. And that was difficult for me, like having her go through that and having to write her through it, you know, um, knowing yeah. that these were not decisions that I would make or that I would ever suggest that someone else make, but she has to make them in order to become a stronger person, you know, in order for her arc to, uh, to work. Um, so that was definitely the hardest part of it for me. Um, writing Felicity, I would say was a lot of fun because Felicity starts off as a child and she becomes an adult over the course of the novel. And so, um, growing up with her was really fun to write. Um, I thought that Taylor was going to be the easiest because she's definitely the most relatable Ooh. of the um, three main characters. But interestingly enough, when a character is um, very relatable and more like, you know, a normal girl, it can be uh, more difficult to write them because you feel closer to them and you don't want to write yourself into the character, you know, right. you don't want to like, um, you want to make sure that she is as developed as these other characters who have been through really horrible things too. Yeah. So would you say that you're more, uh, you most identify with Taylor then? Um, you know, Probably. Yeah. I would say that there's probably a little bit more of me and Taylor than there, than, than in Stella for sure. <laughs> um, uh, and you know, the thing that drives Felicity, which I won't mention because it could be a spoiler, um, but that is not a thing that drives me. Right. Um, but at the same time, I think that you also have to find pieces of yourself um, in each of these characters, like I have to find, you know, when I'm writing Stella, I have to identify with her when I'm writing Felicity, when I'm writing Taylor, I have to always get into my characters heads and, and see the world from their point of view. You know, it's interesting. I think that my time as an actress really helps with that because, um, you know, I have all this training to get into a character's head and see the world through their eyes. And that's something that you really do as a writer as well, especially when you're writing from the first person point of view, um, you want to get into your, um, your character's heads and you want to, you know, see what they're seeing and think how they're thinking um, and drive the, the story forwards in, you know, through character. Yeah. I want to go back a little bit to, um, you know, the character Stella and, I could definitely see how difficult it was to write her character. I mean, her character was, to me, one the most complex because you see the desperation and then you see how she really wanted this. Like she was willing to do 
anything everything and but at the same time it's like you know from from outside from my point of view i'm like no stella stop like that's not right or like that's not you yeah and and i know you say it was difficult um to write her character the uh well not no you say about um taylor but was it ever really hard to the point you kind of like had to stop and stop being in character while writing yeah i mean and it's interesting to like i listened to the audiobook um and listening to it i was just like I felt so bad for Stella in certain parts. Like there's one part that I'm thinking of in particular when she goes to meet Cole at the bar Mm -hmm. um, and she's making some bad decisions and it was hard for me to listen to. And it really brought back like what I went through writing it, um, putting myself in that position. It was definitely a hard thing um, to go through. And, you know, I think that you definitely after writing a scene, um, like that you take a moment you got to take a moment to recover from it you know and to to say all right well the good thing is now i get to go back and write uh felicity or i get to go back and write taylor you know um and what they're going through in their next scene is maybe not as harrowing as what stella went through in her last scene Mm -hmm. yeah i can see that and why did you choose to write like this alternative narration technique um, well, the, so my first book, The Lion's Den, um, I wrote from one person point, first person point of view, just one person. And um, I wanted to, tr- first of all, I wanted to try something different. Um, but I also felt like because this is a book about perception, it's a book about how what we see is not necessarily who people are, right? The way that we perceive others is not the way that they perceive themselves. And the way that they perceive us is not necessarily the way that we perceive ourselves. And then adding on top of that, the way that the press perceives and shows the people um, that you know a celebrity is, is not necessarily the way that they actually are. You're not seeing what is behind the story. So I thought that it was a useful device to write it from multiple points of view because um, you're getting to see the way that the women see one another. So you see Mm -hmm. how Taylor sees Stella and then you see how Stella sees herself and how he sees Taylor. Um, And so you, um, you really learn that, you know, the judgments that we make about one another, um, aren't necessarily fair, you know, and as we get to know people, we discover that there's a lot more to them than maybe we, maybe we thought at the beginning. Um, so yeah, writing from different points of view was a device that really allowed me, I think, to drive that point home across the course of the novel. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I want to pick your brain a little bit on the writing process. So did you have it all mapped out on like which characters, um it's gonna say what or were you more kind of like okay let me work on this chapter you know this section like 15 pages and then I don't really know where I'm going and then like were you more spontaneous or did you have a more structure I was completely mapped out with this book you I feel like with a book like this where you have interlocking points of view and a lot of twists and turns um, it would have been impossible to write had I not plotted the entire thing out. I mean, I had like color coded note cards for <laughs> each woman. Um, I had it all laid out on my coffee table where I could see it and I could see where I was going and I knew what was coming next. Um, and, you know, with this book, I wrote, you know, 
Felicity begins in the past and comes yeah. into the future. Um, and Stella and Taylor are always in the present. So um, I wrote uh, Taylor and Felicity, I'm sorry, Taylor and Stella in tandem. And I wrote Felicity, you know, when she's younger on that, I wrote that whole thing on its own, but mm -hmm. I knew always how each ch chapter was going to throw to the action in the present. Um, and I knew how it was all going to weave together so that I never got lost. I think that otherwise I would have I would have gotten lost and, and some of the twists would have fallen flat, you know? So for this type of thing, I definitely needed to be more pl uh, planned out. Yeah. I mean, this book was super fluid and, and I was just amazed by how much of a quick pace it was. I mean, it's a, it's a long book. It's 400 page novel. So I was like, okay, so there's going to be some drag out scene a little bit, but honestly I couldn't book the book down like I would read until late night and I'm like whoa this is really good so I say kudos to you Catherine that's amazing I'm so glad to hear that yeah you know it's funny because I think that you know I've heard some people say that they picked up the book and they thought it was going to be a rom-com because of the cover or they thought they were looking for you know they had been sold that it was going to be just a thriller you know and I, I do it's a it's a character base I mean, there are elements of romance. Yes. Um, it's definitely turns into a thriller by the end, but it's a, it's all character based. So I spend a lot of time in the beginning developing those characters because the things that happen in the book are born out of who these characters are. They're not born out of, it's not just plot driven, you know, not that there's anything wrong with plot driven books. Those can be a lot of fun too, but I prefer to write my, um, my storylines from a character driven point of view. Yeah, to be honest, we also thought that it was going to be sort of a rom-com. So we had for the month of uh, for this month, we have uh, a few books in front of us on the table. And then we were like, OK, these all kind of look like, you know, rom-com slash beach read kind of book. And then like, OK, well, let's just pick this one. This has a really great cover. So, yeah, unfortunately, I'm guilty of choosing the book by cover. But but as we read, I'm like, oh, this is not really a rom-com this is something entirely different but it was just really there's a lot of darker stuff in this book yeah we're like oh okay well and you know they were rape and abuse and i'm like okay that is definitely not beach read but I yeah, a lot of trigger warnings. <laughs> yes, definitely a lot of trigger warnings. But at the same time, I hope that it is also a fun read. It's definitely not a depressing read. There's definitely some triggers for sure. Um, but it's also a book about overcoming um, your difficulties. It's a book about women pulling together and supporting one another. Um, and, you know, it's a book about good triumphing over evil. So I think that, you know, hopefully, and, and it is a page turner. So I, I hope that, you know, on all of those fronts, the people that are picking it up and reading it at the beach are being satisfied with their choice. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody loved it. Now that you read this book and, you know, it's like a behind the scene of the whole film industry. Um, do you ever get like your friends or colleagues kind of reaching out to you and be like, wow, that is exactly what happened to me or not what happened to me. But, you know, just like I can relate to this and, um, and all that. Oh, yeah. I've definitely had people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I you know, this character really reminds me of this person that I knew. Um or I had something like this happen to me, or, oh my God, did this happen to you? <laughs> you know? Um, and luckily my, I mean, I have to say my experience in the film industry 
um, when I was actually working on sets, I was never bad. You know, I, I actually was very fortunate to work with a lot of great people. Um, but I also was very aware of the situation, you know, with casting couches and with, um, you know, being, um, expected to be, uh, sexy, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, really being under the male gaze, um, and uh, that's something that, you know, back when I was acting 15, 20 years ago, I took for granted that that's just the way it was, um, that, that there was nothing you could really do about it. And at that time, it, that, was, that was true. That was the case. And so it's been really great to see Hollywood starting to shift, mm-hmm. uh, to see more female directors, to see uh, more female crew members, to see... Um, women and men actors uh, standing up for equal pay uh, for women. Um, So, you know, I think that that's one of the things that is addressed in this book too, like with some of the things that Stella goes through is that we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. So this book celebrates how far we've come. And it also says, but hey, you know, let's keep going. Yeah, that's true. Do you think you will ever write a sequel of this book? I mean, you wrapped up all the characters really nicely, but I'm just wondering if you would ever write a sequel. I don't foresee writing a sequel. No, this is a story about a, a, a period of time. Um, so I don't foresee writing a sequel to it. Okay, that makes sense. And you mentioned a little earlier um, that you're writing the, a new book and you're rewriting, actually. And can you reveal give us a little snippets of that? Yes, my new book is about a cult in the jungle. Um, it is about um, a girl from New York who finds out that her uncle, who she's estranged from, has passed away. And he was kind of a self-help guru type of guy. And he um, had retired from the public eye in the wake of like accusations a couple of years ago um, down to the Mexican jungle where he had a group of people living down there with him, including his wife. Um, And so my main character finds out that she has unexpectedly inherited his estate and she has to go down to the jungle for his funeral and to sign paperwork. And once she gets there, she discovers that his wife is really leading a cult down there and they do not want her to inherit his estate. Um, So it's kind of her uh, figuring out what to do and how to get out of there. And also it's a book about belonging and the links that people will go to, to belong um, and discovering your own voice. Okay. Quite. It sounds like quite a bit of an action um, in there. And then in a little bit of thriller, would you say? Yeah, there's definitely a thriller element to it. Um, And then, like I said, you know, deeper themes about like belonging Mm -hmm. and, um, and learning to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Yeah. It's always great to see books that have like social issues or personal issues that are intertwined with, um, with, you know, thrillers or suspense, because sometimes the books that really deal with like, like, you know, those social issues or personal issue, mental issues are really heavy. So I, I think your books are amazing to like explore through that uh, with, uh, thrillers and suspense uh, lens. Yeah, I try to um, 
I try to deal with um, the problems that my characters are dealing with are human problems, but I do them kind of on a grander scale for the entertainment factor. So I try and keep my books um, entertaining and fun and page turning while also addressing, um, you know, real human issues that we all face. Right. Yes. Yeah, well, that is the interview for today. Thank you so much, Catherine. Hey, folks, if you guys want to go buy, this book is available everywhere. And it came out just this past May. So this is amazing. And she has a new book coming out, Fall 2022, guys. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me on. If you like our podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> that was like an awkward pause. Well, that was a really great interview with Catherine. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it was so... It, we are so fortunate to hear all of those little tidbits into what kind of writer she is. I loved hearing about her process where she plans everything out. And I kind of had a feeling that she would have to plan everything out just because um, there's so many like tiny little details. And it's kind of like um, J.K. Rowling's books where like every chapter was like planned out to the not a single sentence is wasted. So for you to achieve that, I will definitely say you have to plan it out or you're just an amazing author who somehow can do everything spontaneously, which I think is very rare. So yeah. So what's your favorite part of the book? Come together under other circumstances. And we saw the relationships change. Like in the beginning, there was a lot of distrust Taylor was trying to dig up dirt on Felicity because she knew something was off about Felicity, but she wasn't sure what. And Stella was just blindly trusting Felicity. And then Felicity had her own motives. And so, like, each of these women had their own goals as they related to each other. But at the end, they realized that they all had to work together and they formed this, like, really interesting, unbreakable bond. I agree with that. For me, though, the my favorite part is pretty much seeing Felicity grow from, you know, very angry child, angry teenager, to young adult, to pretty much forgiving, understanding adult female. So. Yeah, and I loved hearing how that was also Catherine's favorite part to write, too, like seeing her grow up. So what was the most frustrating character for you? Well, of course, we have the very obvious one. And aside from that, I would say Stella because, you know, like in an interview, we, uh, interview with Catherine, we, we talked about how Stella does certain things where it's like, you know, you have grown so much and then why did you go back to your abuser? I mean, granted, that's kind of the pattern that we see with 
with a lot of victims in real life situations and it's hard to see that with Stella as well but that but that was probably the most frustrating thing yeah and I also liked hearing how Catherine had a hard time writing about writing Stella's character too because she she just had a hard time like writing these like mistakes that she kept making right because people sometimes don't learn people sometimes just keep giving excuses and and it's hard to see that from the third person point of view but i think we come to get a better understanding of why stella is the way she is and um there's this quote that so i've been in teaching for a while and there's this saying that we learn in education it's instead of asking uh, what's wrong with you we should ask what happened to you and so I think that's one thing that we come to understand about Stella that so many things have happened to her that made her the way she is that's made her make the choice the choices she has right I mean we definitely get to see you know the abuse that she went through the trauma that she went through but it's just frustrating to see also that, you know, she has grown so much and then she relapsed. And I think that is inevitable. It's like, you know, just when someone's making progress, then they fall again. And that can be frustrating for, like, people who are watching go through. But it must be even more frustrating for her. And I think that was what stuck with me. So I wasn't as frustrated with Stella, but I was like living her story as she was going through it. All right. Yeah. That is the end of our discussion. We loved hearing from Catherine St. John. If you have any questions for us or if you have any thoughts on our interview, please reach out to us at, on Instagram. And we also have exciting news coming up this week. So see you next time. Bye.